from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. It's going to be a great show. Matt and Derek is here with us from ChiefsDigest.com. If you guys don't know that site already, go check that out. We're going to get into all things about where the Chiefs are here roughly a week before free agency begins. We're getting close and there's a lot of activity across the league. It's just not happening quite yet in Kansas City. We're going to talk about why, when, and where coming up very quickly. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, and your host at RGR Football, where we run down the draft, the Chiefs, film work, evolution of athleticism, the whole nine yards. You can find out more about the athletic matrix that we're going to be putting out later from Rogue Analytics on that channel, as well as ask your questions. Come join the fun. It is a good time. Today, we have to get into. What's going on with the Chiefs? Where they sit right now? Because the league is exploding. And one thing that has happened since we last spoke, we recorded a little bit early yesterday, um, and the timing uh, probably wasn't the best, but it does leave me with a takeaway from the Dak Prescott deal that I might not have had yesterday. So I want to share that with you. And that is, prepare yourself. I didn't think I would ever say this. Patrick Mahomes' $500 million contract is actually pretty cheap. That's the way that I look at it today. When you see that what Dak's going to go through, uh, 164, I think, with incentives, uh, is the possibility here in a four-year span. So on average, yes, it's right up there with Patrick, but Patrick's not counting against the cap as much early. It's obviously a much longer duration contract, so you have that ramp up that still allows the team to be able to do things. And good for Dak Prescott. I think he showed that, Players can get what they think they deserve by using the influence that their play has. Uh, I think this was a good precedent for the the players themselves all the way around. And as they look forward towards how they renegotiate the next CBA and what the new contracts mean and those kind of things. And in the meantime, the star players keep raising the roof of what their compensation brackets are going to be. That's important for all the players. But it also comes back to a couple of things that reflect A, on the Chiefs, in that I think there's a significant advantage with what Patrick and the Chiefs front office were able to get done versus what you saw with Dak and the Cowboys. And yes, there's the franchise here that was in Dak's deal that spread it out and made it really a five hundred to uh, five-year $200 million deal. Okay, that makes sense. So that's getting up there with with where Patrick's at as well. But the difference is the elongated ramp up for Patrick being uh, quite a lot less uh, guaranteed and quite a lot less in the way that the cap goes allows them to have cash for other players. Uh, This is what Patrick was talking about when he said at the time that I left enough on the table so that we can continue to stock weapons so that we can have the players we need on the defense to get things done, to get back to Super Bowls. And I think that's the difference for him. The other difference is I think this also sets precedent that right now, just getting it done a year ahead of time, uh, it has set that bar that much lower because the next contract is going to be even bigger. And so in the long run, it's certainly going to look better and better for the Kansas City Chiefs. But it also is going to be set by the fact that you're going to see Deshaun Watson move. I think this is the final straw that really sets that Deshaun Watson is not going to be a Texan. The fact that Dak is able to prolong this process, get what he wanted in the end, that tells every player that your withholding your play is going to help you in negotiations. I think that's what Deshaun Watson's going to do, and he's going to have a new home. Could it be in Denver? I know that's one of the rumors. We don't know. 
it would certainly make the AFC West interesting. But the point is, is that this performance withholding is what is driving these deals. And at the end of the day, I think the players are better off for it. Might be a little hurtful for the teams and the owners themselves, but that's the way that it goes. We're going to get into what's going on with the Chiefs coming up here with Matt Derrick next. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now's the time to find out which Built Bar is best. It's Built Bar Madness. Their daily matchups as all the high powered flavors go head to head. Go to BuiltBar.com or at BuiltBar on Twitter. Check out the matchup and vote in the Built Bar bracket. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back and see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. We're covering everything you need to know about the Chiefs, but what about the rest of the league? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it's all about sports, all you need, all the news, every morning, and it's under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's midweek, so it's about time that we got Matt back after having him uh, take a couple of weeks off from the show. The weeks could do all the rigmarole with cap and the whole nine yards and uh now we can actually talk some ball how are you matt i'm doing pretty well ryan how about yourself i'm excited uh things are starting to loosen up around the league and i think that's about time uh, a lot has been made of this huge deal for dak prescott who eventually worked his way and got what he wanted um but i think one thing that hasn't been talked en- en- enough for me is the patrick mahomes deal while the numbers you know apy might be the same it's staggered so much better for what the Chiefs have to be able to do in order to add talent to this roster to play with Patrick. I mean, clearly, I think the Chiefs did a much better job than the Cowboys did getting their quarterback back under the pay scale. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at at the Dak Pros, the Dak Prescott contract, boy, that's easy for me to say. <laughs> if you're if you're looking at that from a Chiefs fan, I mean, yeah, I, I see it as being, you know. Just another underscore that you got really good value with the, the Mahomes contract, and I think you're going to see that over the next couple of seasons. That as more and more quarterbacks sign, I mean, yeah, the Mahomes contract for what he's making APY, you know, compared to some of the other guys, and compared to the production and the wins that you're getting, it's a really good value. Um, yeah, I was actually I was a little bit surprised that that Dak got as good of a contract coming off the injury. I mean, I think that's credit to him that you know he got it, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Jones certainly lost. I mean, I think he could have gotten this probably a cheaper deal <laughs> done a, a yeah. year ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is to me, that's kind of you know, standard contract. What's going to look like, but you're right. I mean, the structure, the Mahomes contract is structured in such a way for the chiefs to be able to move around money anytime that they want to, um, and, and frankly add to it. So you know, I mean, it's it's a baseline. I mean, and, and and that's what even the chief said from the very beginning is that you know it was just the outline for the next twelve years. Um, and you and, and once again, I think you also see the benefit of having a relationship like the Chiefs have with Mahomes. He wants to be in Kansas City. There's not, there's never been anything as real between these two sides when they were negotiating the contract. They've never been cross purposes. And, you know, I think you just see across the league, you know, teams get cross purpose with their great quarterbacks on occasion. Even Big Ben and the Steelers have been kind of, you know, at cross purposes at times. It hasn't happened yet in Kansas City. And 
And the Mahomes contract should keep them from doing that for a long time. But the structure, yeah, I mean, it absolutely helps the Chiefs be able to add talent. And I think you're right. I mean, the, the Cowboys, they're married to Dak Prescott now. I don't know what they're going to be able to do a whole lot to help him out, though. That that's the tough part. You're you're married, but you can see the divorce coming is the big thing for me. I, I mean, good for the player for going back a few years later to get back to the negotiating table. And certainly Patrick took a deal that will likely avoid that for at least a few extra years. I'm sure I doubt he plays through this entire contract, but that leaves the room there. And when it comes to room, we're starting to see guys get released, guys that maybe we didn't think uh were gonna be on the open market. Have you seen anyone to this point, be released early that you feel might be somebody the Chiefs might have on their radar. We know it's mostly going to be second wave, right? Does anything stand out to you so far? Yeah, not yet, because, you know, even a lot of the guys that we're seeing get released, I think are going to garner some decent money, even in this marketplace. Um, what's really going to be interesting to see is, you know, with how teams are accounting for next year's cap with their free agency spending this year. Because honestly, if the Chiefs are going to be an agent player, I mean, they're almost going to have to be in a position where they're going to have to give a structure contract that's going to give players a ton of money in the future in order to to get them to KC on, on the cheap because they're going to have to pay them in the future. Because uh, money's just not there right now. you know. And even looking at some of the guys that hit the market, I mean, I don't see how the Chiefs can fit them into their current budget. They can fit them into 2022 and 23 and 24. And if they can find a way to spread the money out when the new TV deals kick in, then they can be as competitive with anybody. But I, I'm with you. What you I, I hit on what you said. I mean, I think the Chiefs are going to be zeroing in on that second and third wave and seeing what kind of bargains are out there. Because you're seeing, to me, a lot of interior linemen. You're seeing some defensive ends, some edge rushers. You're seeing, I think, a, a real plethora of you know supply at those positions that I think there's going to be really decent bargains for veterans in that third wave that the Chiefs can pick up. I think so too. And I, I'm patiently waiting for that to come around. Now, obviously we have to go through the whole actual deadline and the whole start of the frenzy and whatnot. But in the meantime, they also have work to do. And so far it's been radio silence on any extensions. Are, are we still feeling, uh, are you still feeling as confident that I am the Tyron Matthews got to be job number one? I mean, it would be if I if if I was Brett Veach. I mean, that would be the easiest fruit to get done um, because it it satisfies satisfies two goals. I mean, one, you want to shed some salary cap this year, and you want to get that extension done. I mean, that's the guy that you know above all else. You really want to try and get something long term. We also saw last year that you know all their negotiations for extensions extended into the season and really into late summer. So sometimes that's difficult to get done. Um, you know, it's it's hard to tell, you know, where the Chiefs are going to be coming out, you know, when once we get to the 17th and how much, you know, money they're going to have to shed with the salary cap. Um, but they can do it either way. They can do it with renegotiations with some of the other guys. They could obviously get their big chunk with with Matthew. So I, like I said, I don't think it has to be the number one thing. I mean, I know it's high on their priority list. I mean, that's they want to get that done, but it's not like they have to get it done before the 17th. I know they would like to. There's been some talk. There's been negotiations on both sides. It's hard to tell how close that they really are, but the Chiefs are prepared either way. I mean, they 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 know what they got to do, so they're prepared for either step. But yeah, it would help them immensely to to know where Tyra Matthews is going to come in at, and if they had that money to spend right now rather than in August or July. Yeah, I think that's where it comes down to is having that 
timing come down because you do have to do a couple of things. On the backside of this break, I think we'll get into what they have to start with or what they have to do immediately, and we'll see where that takes us. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And bet online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. So we talked about the last segment that we needed to, to see where they're at, and they haven't gotten any momentum yet, at least nothing announced. But for me, what in your mind, whether they get the Matthew extension done or not, what do they have to do by the 17th to put themselves in a good position to move forward with that second wave? Yeah, I mean, they they need to get it probably at least two or three restructures done. I mean, just to be able to get them enough under the cap. And, and there's a few different ones. I mean, they've got a half dozen maybe possibilities. You know, I I still think it's probably more likely than not that, you know, they may go ahead and, and do a restructure with Mahomes this year. Um, just because with that bonus that's sitting out there, that roster bonus is so easy to convert into a, a restructured signing bonus that you can convert that, spread it over to the, the future of the contract and get the immediate relief and you don't have to change anything else. Um, Frank Clark's is kind of built that way too. You can convert that to signing bonus. And frankly, I mean, you know, that and, and maybe you get something done with Mitch Schwartz and, and, and Eric Fisher on their deal, maybe add avoidable year. There's a few things right there that you could literally get done, you know, to get under the salary cap. The tough thing is, though, you know, that as, as we're talking about it right now, we don't know what the salary cap is. And here we are, you know, a week away from the, the new <laughs> league year, and teams don't know what the salary cap is. Yeah. Um, and that's just, you know, and I, I've, I've read, you know, and, and seen, you know, that, hey, maybe the, the DAC deal is an indication from Jerry Jones, you know, that at least he knows where the salary cap's going to be and it's not going to be a problem. Um, but then at the same time, you know, we're also seeing all these guys being let go and, you know, the, the likelihood that maybe this is going to be a little bit worse than in past years for veterans, you know, getting released. Problem that the Chiefs have is that they don't have any obvious cuts that you could just say, here's a player that doesn't figure into the Chiefs future with a big cap number that they can release. You know, most of their big cap numbers are with guys that they want to keep around. And even some other guys that have cap numbers, I mean, there's so much dead money that, frankly, you know, there's no point in releasing them with their dead cap space. You might as well keep them for the production that you're getting. So maybe there's things to work around. But, you know, the Chiefs don't have that obvious, you know, guy that's, you know, you can save $15 million off of by releasing. Um, it's just, you know, it's not like in past years where they've had some of those obvious cuts. This year, there's, there's not one there that you can just point to and say, oh, yeah, he, you do this, you're halfway there. Chiefs don't well, have that. And let's let's run down a couple of the options just to get them off the table for folks that are still thinking, despite what Brett Veach has said publicly, they can't really afford to cut Eric Fisher at this point, can they? They could. I mean, you know, but I don't know if it makes a whole lot of sense because one, you know, from an injury standpoint, you think he can play this year. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, you know, Eric Fisher's going to be better than anybody else you can plug out there at left tackle. So why would you let him walk out the door? 
when you believe that he's going to be healthy enough to help you this year and play. Now, once again, like we were talking about earlier, I mean, the thing that would make the most sense, he's got, what, about $12 million in money that's due to him this year, you know, with about 3.1 in dead cap space. Mm-hmm. You could take that 12, he could still get it, spread it over two years, give him a, a year extension, void next year, so that Eric Fisher could still be a free agent next year, but you can take half that cap hit next year when you know you're going to have a ton of money and bring that cap number down this year. You could save a lot of money. And that would make a lot of sense for both him, the team. It would, it would make too much sense to not do that rather than just let Eric Fisher walk out the door and never have anything with him again. When I, like I said, likelihood is that at least by the second half of the season, Eric Fisher would be your best left tackle. Yeah, I have to think so as well. And when I think about that one, what I should have said to you when I asked that question was they can't afford to let him leave because of the on the field. They could afford the dollars and cents part of it. But you're right. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't help you. I think the same situation is true with Anthony Hitchens. You could save a little bit of money, but you can't afford to not have him on the field in 2021. Yeah, he's also because of his contract being restructured and elements of it, he's got what, 8.4 million in dead money. Mm-hmm. So you're saving like what, two, two million, yeah. two and a half against the cap? <laughs> no, I mean, that, uh, you know, one, you're not going to be able to replace Anthony Hitchens' production and leadership for two and a half million. I mean, it just ain't going to be done. Um, they like him too much. So no, I mean, I, th- I think that once that's another thing on the field, it makes no sense. And, and saving that money with Anthony Hitchens doesn't help you unless you get a lot of other stuff done. And then all of a sudden, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? You don't have Anthony Hitchens now. Yeah. And that's a position where right now they're, they're thin enough as it is. Well, you wouldn't have Anthony Hitchens. You won't have Damian Wilson in that position. You won't have Ben Neiman most likely either, although he's probably the, the most likely to return. I don't know if that helps you on the field in 2021, but it helps you like under the cap. I don't know, honestly, looking even at the defensive side of the ball, that if if you had trouble and you couldn't get those restructures done, I can't think of somebody right now that looks like, okay, they could bite the bullet and they might not like to make this release, but at least it would help them cap-wise. I just don't see a move out there. Am I missing it? No, I mean, you know, really, honestly, I mean, one, like even with LDT, you know, that makes no sense because, frankly, it's going to cost you more cutting him than it would. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no savings there at all. Um, you get down to the Damian Williams contracts. I mean, that's once again, I mean, 2.2 million. That's a drop in the pocket. I mean, as far as savings that you could get. So, you know, I, I could certainly see there's a few of these contracts that fit in the category of you could restructure just because it makes sense for the player and the team. You can move the money around sometimes, you know, in a situation, the player's willing to take less money to stay with the team rather than get caught, go out on the open market for, and, and maybe end up signing for less money than they would otherwise if they stay with the Chiefs. Um, you know, so, y- yeah, I mean, you reach a point where there's just, no, there's no, no, there's no obvious contract there that's, and there's no contract that is going to save you other than like an Eric Fisher that's going to save you 12 million, but well, Eric Fisher is going to cost you a lot to let him go. Yeah. On the, on I mean- the field. And it, it seems that there's still that same optimism about Mitch Schwartz as well. So similar there, I know he's not near as much the contact uh, contract structure, but the same situation on the field still suffers. And I think it's interesting now that they have this group of, of offensive linemen in particular that, I mean, could be thrown in a pot at this point to mix them all up. And we've heard them talk about, you know, adding at multiple positions, both in free agency and the draft. 
Uh, the last thing that I want to ask you is I don't see a free agent tackle, at least right now, uh, with everything that's happened, a couple of trades and those things. I don't see a free agent tackle out there right now that they're going to be interested in signing that can actually step in and play, at least as it stands right now. Do you? Yeah, that's why I think it, it really looks tough because, you know, clearly if, it, if you're looking at the tackle, you're one of a guy that's got some experience on the left side and has proven that he can start on the left side. You know, you're not, you're not wanting to go out and sign somebody and just, you know, like crossing your fingers, hoping that he can play that spot. You need somebody who's played left tackle at a decent, you know, replacement level. And yeah, there's some guys out there, but they're going to cost you some money. I mean, I think that the Chiefs, you know, maybe their best hope once again is that position is that you're just hoping that in a second wave, there's some guys that are going to be coming in for maybe a little bit less than you expect. But I'm with you. I mean, you know, it, it just seems like, unfortunately for the Chiefs, the middle part of that tackle position group and free agency is just thin. There's a lot of guys at the upper end that you can pay for and pay a lot of money for. but and, and you can go out and spend as much money as you want to on guys who are making 800000 But, you know, <laughs> that that reliable, you know, semi-reliable guy for four and a half that you can go out there and think that you could plug him in for three games at left tackle if you had to, I just don't see it right now. Well, there's not enough Mike Remmers out there to replace Mike Remmers at this point. And Mike Remmers is great, but... I don't oh, know you saw what happened. I, I don't know if you can play three games at left tackle for uh, you. Right. Uh, that's that's exactly where I'm at as well. I'm glad that I'm not missing something. I think next week we're going to have to circle back and see where they are just as, you know, it gets really, really close to the wire. Hopefully we'll have the number by then. But thanks for guiding us through this kind of uh, week adrift, I call it. <laughs> Do whatever I can, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you, folks. Make sure you check out ChiefsDigest.com where all Matt's work is. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Thanks for listening today. And we'll talk to you then. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.